Good morning, church. It's always a joy, it's always a privilege to be able to come and share the Word of God. And I'm sure you know, it's the 20th of December and we've got just five days till Christmas comes knocking on our doors. And so it's okay, we can tell everybody, blessed Christmas, because it is the season of Christmas. And I know it's been said in many ways, like the song goes, many ways, many times we have been talking about this, how this year Christmas is going to be very different. It is going to be uh, so different from what we have been celebrating, how we have been practicing it for the years past. But I believe that today the Lord wants to lay in our hearts something a little bit more essential than the externals. Because the externals are no longer the same. We no longer are able to, you know, have lavish parties in our houses, no longer able to host huge dinner parties or even go out, you know, and, and even go for a holiday as some of you have been used to doing. So the externals have changed so much this year. But the Lord wanted us to remember that the truest meaning of Christmas the truest meaning that gets birth from deep within, that always remains and that never changes. So today, the topic for, that the Lord laid in my heart is unspeakable joy. Unspeakable joy is, is joy that overflows and I'm going to talk about that later on in the sermon, but we're going to, talk, we're going to read a passage of scripture that is so familiar. But I want to speak to your hearts today. Even as... We read the familiar. Can I speak to everyone here? Let not the familiar jade our hearts or our minds. And so we're going to read the scripture together. And where you are in your homes, where you are in your rooms, would you read aloud with me? Because there is something special that gets ignited every time we read the word out loud. So let's just read together. From Luke chapter 1 And I'm reading from verses 39 to 45 My entire sharing for today actually comes from verses 39 to 56 But we're going to divide it into two So we're going to read eight verses first Reading from verse 39 In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in, in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for such a powerful word just to remind us of all that took place heralding the birth of Jesus Christ. And Lord, bless the reading of the word. Bless everyone that is tuning in and listening in right now, Lord. Let your presence fill every home. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so here, this is a marvelous story, a marvelous story of two women, two babies, and two songs. And so we're going to go right into it to, to understand a little bit more about these two awesome women of God. Who are the two women? The two women are Mary and Elizabeth. Now the scripture tells us in Luke chapter 1 verse 36, just a little bit preceding the passage I read to you. In Luke 1 verse 36, Angel Gabriel, after he gave Mary the awesome news that she was chosen to bear the son Jesus Christ, Angel Gabriel also told Mary this in verse 36, And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing is impossible with God. When Elizabeth, when Mary heard this news from Angel Gabriel, it was a clear hint to her. You got to go and see this relative of yours. This relative that was aged, old in age, that is now with child, a relative that has been barren for so many years. And so the scripture tells us in verse 39, as soon as she heard it, Mary made the arrangements with haste to get to Elizabeth. Now, if you actually look into the geographical location of Mary and Elizabeth, they are located 80 miles from each other. Not kilometers, 80 miles from each other, which is maybe 160 or 180 kilometers away. And back in the day, no cars, no other uh, modern mode of transportation. It would have taken nine to ten days of travel. It was a hard travel, but Mary was determined to see this miracle that was, that, was, that was told to her by Angel Gabriel. And so, Mary went with haste. And now let's take a little bit to understand about Elizabeth. Who is Elizabeth? Elizabeth was married to another priest by the name of Zechariah. Both Elizabeth and Zechariah, they came from the priestly lineage. So Zechariah was a priest by his own line, and Elizabeth as well, she came from the line of priests as well. And they had been married. And so they were a very godly, very pious couple, a couple that honored God in so many, many, many different ways. And yet, they had this sadness about them was that they were barren. For all these years, they had not been able to have a child. And back in the day, when you are without child, a lot of the community will say things like, oh, you must have sinned. Or this must have been a punishment from the Lord. Because how is it that the Lord can withhold such a blessing from you? But yet we know from their lifestyles of being godly priests 
and, and being in that, that household of faith, we know that this was not the case. So this was where Elizabeth was, and it was a powerful time when Zechariah, also a little bit further up in Luke chapter 1, in Zechariah, he had his own powerful encounter with Angel Gabriel. Back in the day, Angel Gabriel was so busy. He was busy proclaiming news to Zechariah, busy running to proclaim news to Mary as well. And so when, when Angel Gabriel proclaimed the news to Zechariah, Zechariah was told, you and your wife will conceive a son. And the name of the son was given, everything was done. And so now this scene opens up with Elizabeth already being in her sixth month of pregnancy. And now I was going to address this. You know, when we read about how Zechariah was old in age, we read about how Elizabeth was really old. You know, I did a little bit of reading, and it might surprise you, because see, back in the day, the Levitical law determined that the priests could only serve from the ages of 25 years old till 50 years old. So once you hit 50, you are no longer eligible to serve in the temple of God as a priest. Why was it so? Remember, this is 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, the, the life expectancy, the lifespan of a human being was very much shorter than it is today. And also understanding that the role of priests back in the day with the temple sacrifices, with having to take care of so many physical elements, the priests needed to be a little bit more robust and full of physical energy as well. So based on this Levitical law, we can see that Zechariah, the oldest he could have been, is 49 years old. And so if Zach, Zechariah, was 49 years old, that would mean his wife Elizabeth would likely have been in her late 40s, say about 45 to 49. Now, in today's day and age, you'll say, oh, that's very young, and I'm sure many of you will be able to say, yeah, I know my friend who had her first child at 44, at 45, and, and you have many stories like that to say, that, oh, it's possible, but back in the day, when Elizabeth would likely have gotten married, you know, in her, in her teens, as a 15, 16, 17-year-old girl, this would have meant that she would have been barren for about 30 years until this moment, this declaration of, of Angel Gabriel upon Zechariah. So you see, this was a powerful time. And when we talk about Elizabeth and Mary, they are related, but you know what? They could not be more different. They could not be more different other than the fact that they were both expecting babies at this time. In terms of age, Mary would have been, a lot of scholars say, probably 16 years old. And if our calculations are right, and Elizabeth was in her late 40s, that would mean there would be a 30-year gap in age. Talk about a generational gap. And so they were, they were so different in their age. And in terms of social status, Elizabeth was married. Married respectably to a very respectable and honored and devout priest 
by the name of Zechariah. She had her own household. She was very established in her community. And then you have Mary, a 16-year-old who's betrothed. Betrothed means engaged. Not yet married, but is as good as marriage, but not yet married. In those days, when you are betrothed, you cannot simply break off the engagement. It will be called a divorce. So she was betrothed, but they cannot have any marital relations until they get married. And yet, Mary at 16 was betrothed, and she was with child. So her social status was one that could potentially have lots of scandal in it, one which would potentially have lots of gossip being attached to it as well. So, so different in their social status and in terms of their location. Now, Elizabeth stayed very near Jerusalem, a very big, bustling city. She stayed in the hill country of Judea, the southern part of Judea. And that's where Elizabeth stayed there and, and she, she functioned well in her community. Now, Nazareth, Mary comes from that town, a little town, of Nazareth. And the little that we know about Nazareth lends us to believe that Nazareth was a place of ill repute. Not a place where you would recommend your children to go and study. It is a place of ill repute because do you remember that incident in, in the Gospel of John? In the Gospel of John, when, when Nathaniel was asked to come and meet Jesus, they wanted to introduce him to Jesus. And the first thing that Nathaniel said was, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Because that was the mindset behind people that come from Nazareth. And so, they were so different in their backgrounds, their ages, and their social standing. Yet, because of an angelic visitation, they were divinely and purposefully connected. There was a divine and purposeful connection that was birthed by the Spirit. I believe that though they, they received the word by faith, we know Pastor Vincent shared with us a powerful uh, sermon two weeks ago, how Mary had such a beautiful attitude to say, let it be unto me, let it be. And, and I believe that in her obedience, in her faith that was so high, there was always still that little bit of humanness in her to just have questions, how will it be? How shall it be like? You know, she's, she's just at the precipice of, she's probably not showing, she just got, just got pregnant and, you know, everything's looking very normal and she may have questions, she may have uncertainty on like, how's this going to be? I wonder where we're going to live. I wonder how is it all going to come to pass because, you know, before Mary, there had never been a virgin birth. And also, since Mary, there has still never been a virgin birth. It was a one time only to bring forth the Son of the Most High God. And so, Mary would have had a little bit uncertainty, a little bit of questions of what lay ahead. And as for Elizabeth, after 25 to 30 years of wishing and waiting, after 25 to 30 years, 
I believe hope for a child, hope for even grandchildren was quickly dimming, perhaps even fading away. So these were two individuals which had great amount of uncertainty in their life. And I believe when Angel Gabriel released that word to Mary, it was a divine purpose to bring both Mary and Elizabeth together for a powerful time to mutually encourage and teach each other. And so they came together. And I want to just encourage every one of us, no matter what your challenges are this season, no matter what your challenges are for the Christmas season, for the whole 2020 that has been really unspeakable. We don't have words to sometimes explain how we really feel about this year. And no matter what the uncertainties that lie ahead for 2021, we are not meant to be journeying alone. We are not meant to just, you know, take time and just be by ourselves. But I believe we are meant to journey with our friends together. And this Christmas, get in touch with the Connect group. Get in touch with, with us. If you're here tuning in for the very first time, there are contact links in the YouTube. There is an on, in the online church platform. You can just click and, and on a live prayer and connect with one of the pastors that's there. But don't journey through life alone. God has a divine purpose. And so today, we want to talk about the joys that are for us to behold. So the first joy is Elizabeth's joy. Elizabeth's joy took place at a time where her hope had seemed faded. She had, she had been hidden for about five months. We read this in the preceding passage. When she heard the word that was proclaimed by her husband to her, the husband relate to her what happened, and they conceived. And the scripture tells us that she remained in seclusion, hidden for five months. So for five months, she did not see other people. And I was wondering, why did she remain hidden? Sometimes church, when hope has faded away to such an extent, and when hope starts coming to life again, and when the, the prophecy and the word starts coming to pass, Elizabeth was hiding herself to protect herself from maybe any negative voices that could be, you know, killing that little bit of hope that was trying to come up. She remained in seclusion to allow hope to rise up again. She remained in seclusion to reflect and realize that hope is coming to life after all these years. Elizabeth, after six months at the opportune moment, Angel Gabriel orchestrated with the presence of the Lord for Mary to come and have a very powerful meeting with Elizabeth. And so the scripture tells us that when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary. Now, back in the day, when you come and, you, 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 you come and visit someone, you don't just go, hey, everybody, how's it doing? You know, it's, it's a very traditional greeting of saying, shalom. So I can imagine a, a Mary coming to the door. Now, Mary would not have been able to send a letter or even send a WhatsApp message to say, hey, cuz, I'm on my way. 
But Mary just turned up and just said, Shalom, my sister Elizabeth. Shalom, my relative Elizabeth. And scripture that we read tells us, as soon as Elizabeth heard the voice of Mary, as soon as she heard it, three things took place. First thing was Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She was, there was an infilling of the Holy Spirit. And then the next thing was, as soon as she was filled by the Holy Spirit, before Mary could say anything, the Holy Spirit revealed. Revealed to Elizabeth all that had taken place with Mary. Mary did not need to use her words, but the Holy Spirit revealed to Elizabeth joyfully that now Mary is with child and she's not with an ordinary child. She is with child, the son of the Most High God. That's why Mary was, Elizabeth was overwhelmed with emotion and she loudly cried out, how is it that the mother of my Lord should come and visit me? That joy that came upon Elizabeth as soon as the Spirit came upon her brought about the revelation. And after the revelation, there was a release. There was a release from the Spirit, a powerful and prophetic word, a powerful and prophetic word to encourage Mary. Wow, that was the joy. See, when the joy of the Holy Spirit comes upon us, no matter how challenging the situations can be, and definitely, 2020 has been a year of remarkable challenges, a year of so many new things and difficulties, difficult areas to navigate. But when the Spirit comes upon you, what, what areas has hope faded in your life? I believe that today, there's going to be a powerful infilling of the Holy Spirit upon every area where hope seems to have died. Whether it is in your finances, whether it is in your family life, whether it is in your future, don't let hope die today because Christmas is all about the infilling of the power and presence of God to bring forth a joy that is not found in the external, but to bring forth a joy that is found from deep within that is birthed by the Holy Spirit. And so, when Elizabeth began to release this prophetic word, we see Mary's joy being activated. Mary's joy being activated by the release of that word. Now, remember, Mary had come with haste, with excitement. She had no idea what was ahead for her life. All she knew was she had to come and see her relative Elizabeth. She received that confirmation. It is true what Angel Gabriel had said. Indeed, she who was called barren is now with child. Perhaps Mary needed a boost of courage. Sometimes we all need a boost of courage, a confirmation that yes, you're on the right track. Yes, the Lord is with you. And Christmas and, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that joy of Christmas is really about that confirmation that God is with us. That Mary's joy that brings about that fresh courage, a boost of courage, Mary's, I can just imagine that Mary's courage would have soared because Elizabeth 
gave three profound blessings. Three profound blessings to Elizabeth. The first blessing that uh, Elizabeth pro uh, pronounced upon Mary was, Blessed are you among women. Now, I've got to say this. Elizabeth did not say, Blessed are you above women, but blessed are you among women. Mary was never, there was never an intention to elevate Mary above all else, but she was an honored and blessed woman. And the second blessing is, Blessed is the fruit of your womb. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. And the third blessing, Blessed is she who believed that there will be fulfillment of what the Lord said. We all know that Mary believed because she said, let it be unto me. And now Elizabeth further proclaims, indeed, you will be blessed because you believed. Church, I know it's hard to have to continue to have faith when you don't see an answer. But today, I want to assure us all that we have that blessings because we choose to believe the Word of God. We choose to believe what Scripture has been speaking to us over and over again. Blessed will you be among your household. You will be blessed among your colleagues. You will be blessed among your community. You will be blessed, the fruit of your womb, the fruit of your hands, church. They shall be blessed. And blessed will you be because you believed. That is the joy that Mary took heart. And, and with that joy, there was an overflow in her heart. With that joy, there was an overflow in her heart, birthing a beautiful song, a beautiful song. In fact, the blessing of Elizabeth, the three blessings of Elizabeth in verses 42 onwards, it has been made into a song. Some people call it Elizabeth's song, and some have written it as the Benedicta of Elizabeth. And for this next passage that I'm going to read to you, this is Mary's song, also known as the Magnificat. So, the verses are on the, on the screen for you to read along with me. It's 10 verses long. And when I was growing up, I used to find this, this passage a little bit boring because I said, oh, I don't like all this poetry and songs. I never liked poetry. But now, as the message of Christmas is unfolding in a different way, I pray that the newness of this passage will come to every one of us and realize that this is such a beautiful song. So will you read with me Mary's song from verses 46 onwards? And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my soul rejoices in God my Saviour. She recognised that God was her only Saviour. And all... Where am I? <laughs> and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for He has looked on the humble estate of His servant. For behold... From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their heart. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones 
and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. And he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. The Magnificat, the Magnificat and the Benedicta of Elizabeth were two beautiful songs that came out after receiving that joy from Elizabeth, after the infilling of the Holy Spirit, a loud cry came out from her. It did not come from an external situation. It came as the Spirit began to fill with her and she could only express herself, not with normal, speakable words, but in a loud cry. That is the unspeakable joy that comes from the Lord unspeakable joy that comes from the Lord, it is not ever determined by an external situation. It is always, always determined by what happens from deep within. And for Elizabeth, as she began to just sing out her own praises, as she began to magnify the Lord, as she began to say, oh, magnify the Lord, my soul, He is indeed my Savior, she began to just extol the wonders of God. You know, no matter what our situation is, and no matter how things look like on the external, she did what the psalmist was talking about in Psalms 121. I lift up my eyes above the hills, and she knows all help comes from God our Savior. And so, as she began to, you know, sing a Magnificat unto the Lord, there are just three things that I want to draw your attention to. In the unspeakable joy, a joy that just cannot, cannot be repressed, a joy that has to be expressed in the loudest of manner, a joy that cannot be silent. This is what she said. She reminded us that God is mindful of us. In verses 48, I shall read to you. For he has looked upon the humble estate of his servant. You may feel that the world has forgotten you. You may feel that you're all alone. But I want to encourage you that in this, the unspeakable joy that comes from God it rests in the fact that God is always mindful, always remembering every one of His children. You are never forgotten by the Lord. Our God is mighty. Mary went on on so many examples in the passage above on how mighty our God is. God that has been mighty through the ages. God that has been mighty through the years and seasons of our life. God is mighty and He is never going to fail you. This morning, no matter what, what we are going through, I want to encourage you, God will never fail you. In verse 49, it says, He who is mighty has done great things for me. He who is mighty has done great things for you, church began to declare this in the chat groups. God is mindful. God is mighty above your situations. And God is merciful. God is merciful. He is merciful to everyone. The scripture tells us in verses 51, 
to the helpless, He shows strength. He's merciful when you feel so helpless, when you feel that everything has gone out of control. When you feel that there's no help from anyone, where does your help come from? It comes from a merciful God. God is merciful to the helpless. In verse 52, God is merciful to the humble. It says, He brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the humble. Walk humbly before the Lord. Mary was humble in her estate. Elizabeth was humble as well, both accepting God's plan for their lives. And God is merciful today to every one of us. God is merciful to you in your situation. And God is merciful to the hungry. It has been a stretch. It has been a difficult year. But God is here. He has filled the hungry with good things. He wants to fill you this morning with good things. He wants to fill you with joy that doesn't get sucked away by the externals. But He wants to fill you with joy that lasts, joy that overflows. Elizabeth and Mary, they had yet to give birth to their respective babies. But the infilling takes place before the birthing begins. Let me say this again. The infilling of the Holy Spirit takes place before the birthing begins. What is it that you are asking the Lord to birth in your life this Christmas, this new year, for 2021? What is it that you have you are trembling before and asking the Lord for help. Today is the day where we begin to say, Lord, fill me with your presence. Christmas is God with us. Emmanuel, a reminder that we are no longer alone. No matter how, how, how alone we may feel in your room, you are not alone because Emmanuel, God with us. You know, church, this, this message... It was a difficult message for me. When the Lord first laid this passage in my heart, it was about two weeks ago. And two weeks ago, I was excited. Okay, this is a, it's a great passage and I'm going to just read up about it. And just last week, I felt, I felt the Spirit drop into my heart, the words unspeakable joy. And I was really excited. Now, things had been really rough in different areas, but I was still very excited. And then came Wednesday. And then came Wednesday. Wednesday, what happened was a situation that was the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. There were just so many situations that had been taking place. And on Wednesday, Wednesday morning, everything felt like it came crashing down. And I remember after... And the morning appointments, I, I drove home. I just sat in the car, just overwhelmed. And then I asked the Lord this. I said, Lord, all I'm feeling is unspeakable despair. All I'm feeling is just overwhelming sadness. How can I even birth out a message called unspeakable joy? There was all the thoughts in my heart as I was just sitting there. And at that time, I remember a friend called me 
And I just, I just had to end that call because I said, Lord, I have no words to say. I have no words to use. And I began to verbalize. I said, Lord, you said in your word. And as soon as I said that, I could not continue because out of within me, I started just bursting into tears. I cried and I cried. I sobbed. And friends who know me, they know this about me. The only times I, I cry is at a, a very sad Hallmark movie or in the presence of God when, when the worship is so touching. But situations rarely, rarely make me cry. But Wednesday, I just burst out. I was just broken. And it was in that brokenness the Lord said, your joy is not from the externals. Your joy is what I place within you. And at that moment, that word, that rhema word that just hit my heart, immediately that calmness, that peace came over. And in fact, friends who spoke to me even yesterday and, and the day before, they said, wow, so much joy and excitement is in your heart. And you know what, church? On Thursday and Friday, I continued to receive some not-so-good news. But you know, nothing can face me now. Because like the Magnificat, I want to magnify the Lord. I want to magnify the Lord and just say, God, you are so mindful of me. Surely you will not fail me. Surely you will not forget me. You are so mighty. You are Emmanuel. You are so merciful to me. And church, I know I know that this message is for so many of all of us here. This year has been unprecedented in terms of our disappointments. But today, I believe that the Lord is here to lift us up with the true meaning of Christmas joy and unspeakable joy that will rise from within us, an unspeakable joy that is birthed by the Spirit of God, that will be contagious, that will just overflow, that will make us cry loudly with blessings, with prophetic releases, that will just make us sing and magnify the Lord. Today, the message of Christmas remains the same as when the angels proclaimed to the shepherds, in Luke 2, verse 10, Fear not, for behold, I bring you great news of great joy that will be for all people. Today, I say to you, fear not, church. God is with you. Fear not, there is great joy coming upon your life this season. And so I want to speak to your hearts this morning. I want to speak to all of you today. To those of you, 2020 has been a year where hopes have faded, or maybe hopes have been fading for the last few years. And I want to speak to your hearts this morning and pray for you for that fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. And for the rest of us, as we get ready to face a 2021, we know God has already gone before us, but perhaps you need a boost in your courage and your faith. The Lord is here to begin to fill and encourage you as well. And to the third group of people, the first group is for those whose hope have faded. 
The second group is for those you need a boost of courage. And to the third group, you have been tuning in for weeks, perhaps months or years. Or maybe this is your first time tuning in. And you've never fully experienced that true joy that comes from that infilling of God's presence, that true joy that gives you that assurance that God is for you. I want to pray for you as well because let this be the day where you say, Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior. So if that's you, I want to pray for the third, third group first. I want to pray for those who want to live, give your life to the Lord. If that's you, begin to repeat this prayer right now with me in your homes. And for the rest of us, if you need to make a rededication unto the Lord, you may repeat this prayer as well. Heavenly Father, we thank you for you are almighty. You are so merciful and you are so mindful of us all. Thank you for your son Jesus being born on Christmas Day. Thank you for the gift of joy and love and acceptance. Thank you for the gift of being called sons and daughters. I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Come into my life. Be Lord of my life. I receive you. In Jesus' name we pray. And for the rest of you, I want to pray a general prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for you are a God that ignites all hope. You are a God that brings life and causes joy to rise from within, O oh God. So, Lord, I speak into every situation. If you have a situation that you need God's joy and hope to come and bring to life, begin to lift up your hand right now where you are seated. Lift up your hand, lift up your office, lift up your families, lift up your finances. Father, we speak, oh God, a powerful infilling into your every situation, into every life that is right there reaching out to you, oh God. Father, let there be newness, let there be joy unspeakable joy that overflows with loud cries of delight and Lord let there be a fresh boost of courage to face on the future that you have so Lord we thank you for your word we thank you for your spirit and Lord we want to sing and we want to loudly proclaim that indeed joy is our portion today joy is our portion this Christmas we want to proclaim joy to the world will you sing this song along with the worship team and praise the name of Jesus amen